Hey y'all, Trey Cherie here with Picture Me Living, and I am here with a very special guest. I know I say that all the time, because everybody's special, but this is an extra special guest. It is D'Amika, and I will allow you to introduce yourself with all of your credentials, all of that. Hello, everybody. I am D'Amika Bynum, and I am an LCSW. I also am a a licensed clinical hypnotist as well. Mm. Oh, so can I ask you, have you ever um, gave someone hypnosis and they didn't know? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. I did it to my husband. Really? Yes. To quit smoking cigarettes? Yes. I think she did. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, she probably did. Yes. And she should have. Yes, I did. I definitely did sleep hypnosis on him. Really? So while he was asleep for three nights straight, I did sleep hypnosis on him. And every day he would wake up, I would be like, okay, let's see what he do today. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. So how deep does that go? So can you like convince someone to fall in love or like how deep mentally can that go? So hypnosis works off of suggestion. So if a person is not already suggestible to whatever it is that I'm saying, they're not going to do it. So I mean, I know you see on TV, they have different depictions of hypnosis and things, but um, it really depends on the person's mind and where they are in that moment. We don't really know how deep the mind really goes. Okay. So they have to be thinking, I want to quit smoking. No, they have to be open to that suggestion oh so if they don't want to quit let's just say somebody keeps telling you something you need to stop doing oh you need to stop doing this or you need to stop Mm -hmm. doing that if that's not something you want to stop doing then you're not even open to listening to them tell you Mm -hmm. what they're saying but if you have contemplated it then that means you're open for suggestion oh yes okay Dang, I got a few people I want to run some hypnosis on. <laughs> Trying to see. Well, anybody can do hypnosis. So when I went to the training, it was um, what she called herself a housewife. I don't like that term, but that's what she called herself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so she wanted to learn how to better kind of manage her household with three kids. Okay. And she took the class with other licensed people. It was somebody in there that just wanted to know more about it. So some of these things, you don't have to be um, a professional or clinical to learn how to use them. So how did she apply that to her own life, though? She did hypnosis on herself? On her kids. You lying. People hypnotize their kids all the time. You can hypnotize babies. So how are you hypnotizing your kids to clean up? If they're not suggesting, I'm pretty sure kids ain't saying, man, I want to help my mom today. So I'm going to clean up my room. So they're they're probably not saying that. But if you've seen them do the act, mm-hmm. they're open to su- suggestion. You lying. If they, if you see, if you say, hey, pick up that toy and put it back. So when people have picture perfect kids, they probably hypnotize them. I'm not saying that, (laughs) but there is a way, you know, you can hypnotize your kids to, you know, behave in certain ways or refrain from doing certain things. Um, But again, it's or to go to sleep, Mm. um, different, different kind of things. Um, But it's based on the mind, you know, and where um, that child is at the time. But men are really the easiest. Mm, why is it? Oh, you know, men are visual. Oh, all you gotta do is tap into that visual Look, I'm space. About to, I'm about to Google where's the nearest hypnosis <laughs> place in Atlanta. So when y'all see me pop out in a relationship in two weeks, y'all know how I got. It. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I hypnotized <laughs> you into this relationship. <laughs> 
Yeah. You're going to be with me. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, though. Mm-hmm. So I could essentially hypnotize my son. Turn the mic just a little bit this way because mm-hmm. I've been watching the sound. Mm-hmm. But I could basically hypnotize my son and get he can get all A's because he's obviously open to that idea he wants to get all a's you can place mm-hmm, you can place those suggestions mm-hmm. into his mind because i know yes. i'm not paying for college so <laughs> <laughs> i need him to figure the grades out he's doing pretty well actually but you know the better the grades the better the scholarship so right I got a few ideas. Wait, I'm about to Google that. Yeah, anybody can be anybody can be hypnotized. Even me, I'm considered an analytical. So, mm-hmm. analytical people are always thinking about things before um, it's being done. Right. So, if somebody says, "Oh, I'm going to hypnotize you," to me, I'm already like, "Okay, mm, what does that entail? Mm-hmm. What I got to do? I got to be asleep? Do I got to be up? Right. I'm already going through all of that process. Right. So it takes a minute, but I'll give you an example to let you know how you've been hypnotized and you probably hypnotized some men too and they don't know it and you don't know it either. Okay. Um, but have you ever been driving in your car mm-hmm. and you end up at your destination and you're like, did I stop at that red light? Did mm-hmm. I make that right that turn? Yes. You doze off. So that is, you're in a, in a trance. So there's okay. there's a part of your brain that we're not gonna get too deep into it on on here. Okay. But there is a part of your brain that even though you're not focused in that moment, mm-hmm. there is a part of your brain that is. Okay. And it knows, okay, hey, signal light, turn right. right, stop, right. the light is red. But there is another part of your mind that is in Miami Beach somewhere. Yeah. On vacation. (laughs) Yes. So how is that saying that I've been hypnotized though? So it's the same kind of area. Mm -hmm. You, when you're hypnotized, you are in a trans state. Okay. Yes. And so that's a good example to give people an idea about kind of what it's like to be hypnotized and Giving them also the idea that they have been hypnotized before. Oh, yeah. So, can you get stuck in a state of hypnosis? You can, um, but um, not for a long time. Okay. So you can you can be brought out. A lot of people sometimes um, it takes a little bit more effort to bring them out because if you're doing a hypnosis session on a person that really needs some deep healing mm-hmm. or they're enjoying it, um, okay. they don't want to come out. So you're like, okay, when I get to one, open your eyes, mm-hmm. you're back in the room okay. and you're like one and they like, they still in my end. Okay. Yes. So okay. then you have to, you got to do a little bit more work okay. to, you know, help them come out of that situation. You seen Black Box? Is that the name of that Black movie? Box. Yes, that's the one when. Yes, I did that see that. A great movie. <laughs> so it's an Amazon, um, whatever they call it, Amazon movies or Amazon original. Felicia Rashad is the mom. And long story short, I, I I can't tell the plot though, but it's about hypnosis. It's really good if you haven't watched it, go check it out because mm-hmm. it caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no idea hypnosis was a part of that movie. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I get out too. Um, get out because I could have called you then. They're like, "Girl, mm-hmm. did you see this?" Yep. And get out the movie. Get out. Get out. Mm-hmm. Right. That Class. whole T. Yeah. That whole TV thing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's you can use stuff like that. Yeah. That's for real. Seriously. You can use anything. I could say right now, look into the ring light. Just keep looking. And you'll be hypnotized looking in the ring light. So (laughs) can you help with focus? Can you make someone focus in real life? Like hypnotize them and be like, hey, work on your focus. Be more focused. Absolutely. 
Really? Because that's not a specific thing. It's kind of more broad. Oh, man. Absolutely. I'm to find the nearest hypnosis <laughs> workshop. <you> know, like, <laughs> and I'm going to be up from now. So we're going to mix in some lifestyle travel topics. Um, I'm going to give you a couple icebreakers. Give all the guests icebreakers. Uh, what are your favorite 757? We're in Virginia Beach, by the way, seven cities. And that's where you're from, right? Mm-hmm. Want to raise? Yes. So what are your favorite 757 celebrities? Just give me a few. Favorite 757 celebrities. Okay, Mr. Missy. Missy Elliott. Yes. Um, we don't really have that Mimi. For real. Let's see who else. I mean, you got athletes. Yeah. But I ain't even going to lie. I don't know any professional <gasps> people names. Michael Vick. Oh. Oh, you ain't watch him? No. He's just a more famous, <laughs> famous man. He's one of my favorites, AI. Mm. But yeah, Missy, that's an easy one. Yeah, Missy was at the top. So um, how did you feel growing up in that era? Feel yeah. good, like knowing that. Wow, somebody that's right up the street, mm-hmm. you know, because Missy's from Portsmouth, right. like that's right up the street through the tunnel. Mm-hmm. To know that somebody, you know, like that from round the street, you know, is on the TV, right? Yeah, and doing big things on the TV, right? And shouting out her state and her city. Wow. On the TV. Very loud. Right. And it's not um, Virginia. A lot of people really haven't come out of Virginia Mm -hmm. like that during that time. Yeah. You know, so I felt really good. I'm like, yes, Missy. Musically, (laughs) it was no one before her and Timbaland. Was it? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to think. It probably was, but. Not on that level. But I. Didn't hear about it. Okay. Don't mean that it won't. Yeah. You know, but. <laughs> not on that level and not in that genre. Right. Okay. Right. I'm pretty sure on Google it'll show, yeah. oh, these Some 85 people yeah. <laughs> came out. You be like, yeah. what? I didn't know that. So travel related. Dream trip. Mm. I was gonna say trips, but I want to narrow it down to one because you got a, a landmark year next year. So, give yes. me a, a dream of where you would like to go next year, April, for your mm. birthday. A dream trip. I don't know. I wanted to be somewhere tropical, though. Okay, somewhere where. I don't have to do a lot of planning and coordinating. It's like, oh, they have this right here. So like a resort in the Caribbean. Yeah. Okay. If I choose to venture out, okay, but it's not like, because I'm usually an itinerary type Mm -hmm. of person. I need to plan stuff on each day. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I want to do that this time. I just want to wake up and... I really want somewhere where if I want to sleep with my door open, I can. And let and the, the breeze front right. Like how on Stella got a group back, <laughs> you know, when she opened up her yeah. curtains in the morning, it's like right there. So like Jamaica, you're describing a really good resort on uh, Turks and Caicos. Oh, y'all should do, um, <laughs> look. Saint Lucia, Saint Lucia. You know somebody else recommended that too. Is that all? They have all inclusive. Well, so you just described this resort that I follow. It's extremely expensive, but it's your landmark here. Y'all work hard, so it's something that is doable. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna send you the pictures, but it's a big mountain over here, and then the beach is around the mountain and then the resort is on the beach so when you walk outside and it's just huge glass doors you walk outside to the beach the mountain is right there the beach is right there 
Um, Ooh. extremely expensive though. It's like one of those fifteen hundred dollar a night resorts. Ooh, let me but see. It, it come with everything. Do my husband love me? <laughs> oh, let me hypnotize him, right. girl. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going, y'all. We're gonna tell y'all about it. Yeah. <laughs> that hypnosis idea, St. Lucie, St. Lucie, yes, over and over. You will take me, but you know what? Those expensive hotels, a lot of people don't like it. The price scares y'all away. However, it definitely includes two meals. Anytime I see a price like that, I automatically know it includes two meals because that's just mm-hmm. how rich people live, and they expect that. Mm. And so they're going to cater to you, and that's why it's priced that way. When you think about it. How much were you going to spend on two meals per day if you're going somewhere? Factor uh, that yeah. into your hotel now. And mm-hmm, those two, mm-hmm. me- two meals are going to be busting because it's an expensive five-star hotel. So you don't let the price scare you away from places. You got to think about all the stuff that they include. They may include all of your water activities. Mm. You would have paid for those at the Holiday Inn that was $200 a night. Now all that stuff is included. They got uh, dedicated tours for you guys and stuff like that. I'm going to send you the hotel. Yeah, I got it from uh, Angela Simmons' page. She went. Okay. And I've been following it ever since. I'm like, I'm going to go. That's where she was just, was it recent? She might have a partnership there because I saw her post it a few times. Okay. But I'm like, I'm going to go, but it's never a I'm going to go by myself type price. Because mm. like I said, $1,500, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But for $1,500 for two people... Two meals per day, that's nothing, you know, when you think about everything that's included. Right. And we could, that's going to be honeymoon and this retirement and everything all in one. So, yeah, we definitely need to look at it because my question would be, well, what comes with, I know, (laughs) what all comes with that? Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's words that you look for, like full board, half board. So we think all inclusive. That's what um, Mexico uses, right? All inclusive mm-hmm. resort. Other places would tell you it's half board. So that means lunch and breakfast. And most places do give you breakfast anyway. Mm-hmm. But when they say full board, that means breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. It's included. Okay. And then sometimes that actually means like a turn down service, which is, you know, if you want to feel really rich, that's actually pretty amazing. I mean, people come clean your room twice Mm -hmm. and then they give you like an extra they just give you a whole bunch of extra shit that you wouldn't have got at the um, holiday Inn. so okay i'm gonna look that up i'm gonna talk about that in detail one day yeah so yeah look for those words full board and half board and that'll tell you how many meals you get per day okay i never knew that yeah Mm. okay so that's where you're going somewhere tropical would you ever go for your birthday somewhere cold I would. Yeah. I really want to see a moose. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do. Really? I want to go. Specific. I know. Like, I want to go. Where are the moose? Like, I want to. And I Wyoming? know it's where the snow at. Snow so Wyoming, thick. Montana. Um, Utah. Northern Utah, specifically. And uh, Idaho. Mm-hmm. I would love to stay in one of those. Um not all open windows, but I've seen it where it's like in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's all windows. So not and the cabin, not the wood cabin, but the contemporary. I've seen a wood cabin. I've seen a wood cabin with a lot of the windows, windows and nothing over it. I'm a, if I didn't have to have these blinds, I wouldn't. I like open. <laughs> so well, I would love yeah. to like wake up in the morning to the snow yeah. and oh my God, there go oh, my moose. Okay, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's specific places. It's like hotels that the moose just walk by. Yeah, I'm you know like, I want to see that. I think it's something like that in Utah. I would like to see a moose. Okay. Because <laughs> I do want to do a cabin trip and I want to do a cabin trip far, not Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, because you get to see more things like moose. Yes. <laughs> and bears. Yes. I watch it. I watch it on social media. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. 
I want to see this animal. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Elk, you're going to see all of that. Yes. Yeah. So I want to see that. The Rockies. You just got to go to the Rocky Mountains. Okay. I most definitely would. Yep. So we got some therapeutic talk for y'all. We Googled some things. Um, can you discuss briefly resources for therapy and our cultural, if any, issues within our community with therapy? Sure. So a really good resource that is accessible to anybody, it doesn't matter where you are, uh, would be Psychology Today. If you're interested in finding a therapist and you want to research them first, um, because you should be comfortable with your therapist, you want it to be somebody that is visually comfortable is um, also when you talk to that person, you feel like I can come and I can tell you anything, um, even if the response that you give me is not what I want to hear. That's what you're looking for. You still want to talk to this person, even when they make you upset or they don't agree with you. Um, And psychology today will allow you to search your city, your area, and it'll pull up all of the clinicians um, in that area. You can read a bio. You can also see what insurances they take, their oh. contact information, and you can make the call. Wow. Yes. So yes. does it show you a picture? It does. Okay. It is a picture of you on there. They also do video. So you can see the therapist doing a quick snippet of, okay. you know, just an introduction um, to themselves okay. on there. So that is really good. Um, Psychology uh, Today. Psychologytoday.com okay. is actually a website. Okay. Um, you can also, um, if you, in your city, wherever you live, contact any community behavioral health center. Um, and depending on what insurance you have and what concerns you have, they will also be able to help you or guide you to another resource. So the one thing you need to remember about resources is a resource is a resource is a resource. So if someone calls me and I can't help them, I'm giving them something else that can, you know, and if they call that something else and they need something else, they can get it, you know, so don't be afraid to ask. And that brings me to your, um, Next question, which is culturally, uh, stigma is a big thing and being afraid to actually acknowledge and speak up about what they're experiencing, what's going on. You know, um, in a lot of African-American households, we are often told what goes on in my house stays in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times what's going on in your house is detrimental to mm-hmm. life and it's scarring. Boy. So sometimes what's going on in your house does need to be addressed um, so that that kind of chain link doesn't continue to attach itself okay. to whoever is coming next. Because if whatever happened in my house, stay in my house, I'm saying it to my child. The link is attached. Mm-hmm. When they're growing up, or whatever happens in here, say the link is attached. Yes. So we have to break that chain. So that phrase, whatever happens in my house stays in my house. What exactly does that mean? That means if something happens in here, Mm -hmm. you don't leave out of my house and discuss it. So people are afraid Can you explain the confidentiality that you are required to have? Meaning you can still withhold that within your house because you're required to keep conversations to yourself, essentially. Correct. Correct. Um, So with confidentiality, whatever is discussed in therapy is between the client being serviced and the therapist. Um, but a lot of times, a lot of people don't even let it get to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, you can have a child that is witnessing abuse 
It can be abuse from anybody. Maybe the parents are fighting. Maybe okay. older siblings are fighting. Okay. And it's a huge uproar. And to everybody who's looking, mm-hmm. don't you tell anybody right. what happened. Right. I want it just stays in here. Yeah. Right. So you don't go to school and tell your friends, mm-hmm. my brother and sister was fighting last night and my right. mama had to. You yeah. know, because now... It's outside of the house. People asking questions. Yes. Yes. So, but it's like, what is that child that observed this? What are they internalizing about it? Are they looking? Right. Are they looking at the situation and saying, yeah, oh, it's okay for me to do that. Right. Because what goes on in the house stays in the house. So long as I do this in my house. It's okay. I can get a woman in the house as a man because no, that ain't supposed to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of learning, it's not okay to hit a woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what coming to therapy and talking it out in therapy, you get clarity. If you've grown up all of your life knowing a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then you venture out on your own and you're like, man, this way that I've been living doesn't seem right. Talk to somebody about it. You can talk to somebody about it. You can talk to a professional Mm -hmm. about it. You know, as social workers, we are trained to look at the whole client, not just parts of the client. So we assess you, I like to say, from the rooter to the (laughs) tooth. We go back to as far as you can remember. Mm-hmm. to the present time. We want to know about your uncle. We want to know about that okay. incident well, that happened. Yes. Okay. Yes. I be thinking y'all nosy. No, I we're not trying know. to be nosy. <laughs> what do you got to know? Everything ties in and everything applies. Mm. Yes. When you're working with the whole person, how can you work? How can you help a person if you only work on part of it? So in my career field, we call that filling in the cheese holes. Like mm-hmm. Imagine Swiss cheese and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of empty pieces missing. Mm-hmm. So when there's an incident in air traffic control, we talk to everybody to fill in the cheese holes because if we just talk to the one person involved, they're just going to tell us their vantage point. But if we talk to everybody that was in the room, they're going to give us other contributing factors that led up to this incident. Absolutely. And so we're all filling in the cheese holes. Absolutely. Yeah. So everybody fills in cheese holes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just gave you a new phrase. Yes. We're going to fill we in got a training about that and everything called filling in the cheese holes. And that's how they break it down. That's how they use um, air traffic lawyers and psychologists broke it down to Swiss cheese. I guess they think we stupid. They brought out a model and everything. Like, we're going to fill this in. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, that's what we call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a, actually a, a method, a tool, mm-hmm. because when you learn it that way, when you see it, mm-hmm. sometimes it you need that mental picture to be like, oh, this is it. Okay. Sometimes people do. Yeah, I get a, sometimes during sessions, it's like, well, why we ask, like you said, the uncle, like I feeling like we wasting time because mm-hmm. I got this issue that's <laughs> urgent right here. Why are we talking about this? But at the same time, like I said, that's how I was trained at my job. So I'm like, I got to trust the process. Mm -hmm. So that's the best advice that I could give anyone seeking therapy is to trust the process. Because yeah, it might just be like a 45-hour minute talk session. And when you go through several of those, you're going to feel so much better. So just trust the process. You might not get the answer this week, but next week. You're going to be like, oh, I feel so much better from these last two sessions that I've had with you. Just trust it Mm -hmm. and just answer the questions and get through it, even if it frustrates you, because they're asking that for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, they're being (laughs) Yeah. And it's okay to be frustrated. You can let your therapist know, you know, it really frustrates me to talk about this. Mm Okay. If you let the clinician know that, then we are very savvy in knowing how to rework things so that okay. it doesn't become more frustrating to you. Because okay. that's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to get you to tell your story mm-hmm. so that we can help you navigate 
the rest of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's tie in. We, we got the serious part out of the way. So let's tie in this to social media. So I've seen a few things because I'm always on social media, uh, not only for my viewing pleasure, but I do research. I do statistics on my page. Who's looking? Who's not looking? What works? Do if When I post links, I get less viewers when I post links. And when I do all that research, I go across memes and I laugh at them and I share them with my friends and one thing that I've noticed recently um, with the complaints on social media is, well, a few things. We'll go over a few of them. The first one is a specific page, Justin LaBoy or LA Boy, however you say it. People are saying mean pages like his is ruining our community. So I sent you a few examples. And I'll just read a couple of the examples. Because I, I think stuff is funny. I log on social media to let it. <clears throat> um, if you don't find joy in social media, I think that personally, I'm not the therapist here. Just correct me if I'm wrong. But if you ain't logging on to laugh, log off. Yeah, you know, some of it, some of it is taken too um, personally. Um, and some people forget what the basis of social media is okay. you know it's um what do you think it is from your therapeutic standpoint well from what i think it originally started off as mm-hmm. was a way for people to connect all over the world in a in a social way that allowed you to share okay things going on in your life you know with other people who wanted to see it and then it just evolved like anything else does evolved into, okay, now we're going to make this a monetary thing and we're going to do what um, attracts the people. Okay. And so if these things are attracting the people, they're not concerned about who's mental, emotional. Affected. Right. Yeah. They're not, you know, it's just like a job where, they're giving you work and you're like, oh, can you, uh, I'm stressed. Can you stop giving me work? They're going to be like, no, <laughs> we're not no. this. We it's need you to, to do you this. Right. To gauge your mental health. Yes. You have to be the one to determine what things um are ignited in you. When you look at certain posts, when you read certain things, when you see certain things, because if it ignites something in you, you want to know why. Is there some underlying trauma within you that when you read this, it caused a feeling which led to a, a action? Posts can be triggering. They can yeah. be. And if you if you know that, then why why entertain it? Mm-hmm. Why comment on it? Why mm-hmm. risk somebody comment commenting back to you? Because you know, if somebody comment under this post, what are you gonna do? You're probably not gonna ignore it. Yeah, you're gonna go you back gonna, and And yeah. now, what has that done? I do see a friend that <laughs> all the time. She be going back and forth with people on the shade room, and I just be like, "Why?" I be reading it. I be laughing. <laughs> I be reading it. I'm like, like, she's what? so bothered. And the people comment is so bothered. And they are so bothered. Yes. Why are you bothered by somebody else's life? It is a lot of negative feedback in the comments. I've noticed that. I have noticed that. So what do you, how do you, it just clicked when we were talking. I didn't prepare you for this question. How do you feel about the people looking forward to sadness? People, I've heard people say to me, I come off too perfect on social media. Um, you don't show your imperfection. Why would I on social media? Like, how do you feel about that? I why why are you so concerned with that aspect of my life? Yeah. Social media is for me to share what I want. Okay. And then again, that goes back to what I was saying to what social media has evolved to. If, and I've seen this and you have too, and I'm sure you guys have too. If somebody goes under a post and says, oh, you should do more of these. I like this side of you. 
Then the person comes, oh, y'all said y'all wanted to see more of this. So here you go. Okay. Was that the direction you were going in in the first place? Mm. Or now are you rerouting your direction because this is what the people want. This is what you may feel is keeping them engaged. (laughs) You You know, maybe it could be a marketing thing. Like I'm here to give the people what they want, but it also could be a bit of people pleasing. Like I'm here to Mm -hmm. please you. I want the likes. You guys said y'all want to see this. That might not be originally what I wanted to post though. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to post what I wanted to post. So in my example, I don't want to post what's personally going on with me. I want to post my travel Mm -hmm. and I want to post the link that goes to my podcast. And I might post a little bit of lifestyle working out, but I'm not going to post that. My, the dude that I'm dating ain't text me back in three days. I'm not going to post that. I'm not going to post the Justin LaBoy post that even says that. Right. Like that, I'm not going to give you any clues in my life because I don't feel like that's what I'm on social media for. That doesn't make me happy. Absolutely. So, and I don't like seeing it. I honestly, if I see someone posting a lot of their personal stuff, I don't follow them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. So how do you look at it from that perspective? Well, everything I look at is, is looked at on a clinical level. Really? You know, so so when you be on social media scrolling, it's clinical. Every- it's Ooh. clinical. <laughs> yes, I know. It's Ooh. it's like some people were get trained to do this, but it's like I was born to do this. Really, it's like I just so you lo- love your job. I do, I do, I do, and that would be you know I would look I look at a post and I would say. Mm, this person got this going on. Mm. <laughs> and it's, you know, it it could be something so small. And I'm looking at it like, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can see behind that smile. That's not a, yeah. this, the best birthday ever. You didn't mean that. But, okay. So but I, I'm not going to go under the post and say, yeah, you didn't mean, you mean that. So, yeah. You know. I, I do that same thing, but in the opposite direction. So, cause I don't have the clinical education or the place that you have, but I do see, I have like a spiritual, you know, and we talked about this. I have like a discernment mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, she's not happy. It's, it's a more, a way more simpler version of what you're doing. Like, man, she's not really happy. I can see that in my pictures. Mm-hmm. I could be on a trip somewhere and I could be like, man, I was not happy in that moment. Mm-hmm. But man, that food was busting that day. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got something positive out of that moment, but I could see it in my eyes. I wasn't happy. And yeah. so I could see it in other people's posts like, oh, man, they're not happy. Or, oh, man, they're grieving. Or, man, she hadn't dealt with some trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, because it'd be people that I know. So I'm mm-hmm. like, man, and I could see that through their eyes their eyes are speaking to me absolutely or you know the girl that posts a whole bunch of memes the you know meme pages oh somebody ain't texting her back mm-hmm. or she mm-hmm. going through a breakup so i do that part <laughs> once again i don't comment just like you do you mm-hmm. know but i can definitely see that mm-hmm. yeah. so i have a different perspective from the meme pages right i think I don't think the meme pages are a detriment to our culture, personally. I don't think so. I think that I agree with what you say, that it shouldn't be taken so serious. Have fun with it or don't indulge in it at all. But I do think, personally, guys are starting to see a side of women that, because men are kind of stupid. They're simple. (laughs) They didn't know that we think the way that we think. They didn't know that we moved the way that. And so the mean pages is putting our secrets out there. They letting guys know. And guys are like, man, women are really like this. Because we knew that men were the way that they were. Right. We maneuvered around that as women. But men know that women have sneaky links now. Men know that there are some women that have a team that have multiple guys and think like men. Rosters. Rosters, yeah. 
So what do you think of my uh, synopsis of that side of it? Um, it's evolving. Okay. It's it's going to be it's going to be ever changing. You know, um, men are also starting to look at women differently. Period. Not just because of social media. You know, when you think about um, your great grandparents mm-hmm. back then, the how the men saw the women was different. Right. Then you move it up a generation. How the men saw the women, women see the men mm-hmm. different. You right. know, now we're in a time where we just have a melting pot of everything. We right. have men leading and running households. You have women running and leading households. You know, you have women that are comfortable with their sexuality and who they are and what they want. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid to go and get it. Right. Right. You know, and it's okay. Okay. But men have always been the... Um, you know, the people to behave that way and do that. But when a woman does it, now she has a name Mm -hmm. attached to herself. When she's saying the same thing, hello, I'm not here for a long time. Right. It's a good time, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but it's like, ooh, you just said that? Who are you? What? Oh, my God. But a man, what you doing tonight? Yeah. Kind of expect right, and if men don't move like that, that's when they get name called. Like right, must be wrong with you, or you must be over on something right. or something. Right, like, so it's it's like vice versa. You know, the roles are being switched, and it's it's going to continue to evolve. You know, okay. women, we just have to be confident. And who we are, why we are, and how we are. Okay. And if you're confident in those things, it doesn't matter what somebody says. Camera malfunction. My listeners are used to that part. <laughs> so you said the switching roles. We I'm out of order right now, but let's talk about the current topic of this. Is a whole nother topic. We're gonna skim over this quickly. The social media frenzy of putting black women down. Black women need to settle, for lack of a better better term. Women need to settle. Go date that uh, teacher that doesn't make a lot of money, which is a noble, very noble profession. But it doesn't match my salary. You're telling me I need to date down because I'm a black woman and I'm educated? Um. That's making its rounds on social media, and it's making its rounds heavy. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I I don't agree or disagree. Okay, I don't agree or disagree. I feel like that is all about preference. Okay, you know, um, a lot of women are out here. I can't find anybody. I want somebody. Why can I have what she has? Or mm-hmm. when is my person going to come? Mm-hmm. And it's like in those moments when you you have that feeling that you just want it, mm-hmm. you sometimes get yourself involved in situations that on the outside looking in appear to be a little bit questionable. Okay. You know, because this man was biting on your line and nobody else was. So Mm -hmm. now he gets, you're a, you know, six figure woman and this man works at the local car wash, but he was biting her line, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we also have to think about what, are you looking for? Are you looking for a man that is financially sound and stable? Or are you more concerned with, I want somebody that loves me and provides for me and, um, Why do we have you know, those things? Well, Why be, can't those two go together? <laughs> they can go together, but sometimes, sometimes a person, um, needs to be around other people Mm -hmm. in order to realize their potential. Okay. And so if this car wash man 
is very business savvy, mm-hmm. but he's missing a step. And that six-figure woman finna and come in. And that six-figure woman gonna come and in. And open up that car wash for him. Not saying open it up for him, but maybe she gives him that bridge right. that he's been missing because his circle is like, you need money to start this business you want to start. You know, but a lot of people are preaching now, oh, you you don't need your own money. Yeah. And you she, don't. she could bring in those resources or the conversation. Hey, look this up. Absolutely. I saw this website. I Absolutely. ain't got the money for it, but I can put in this or I can help you open up late when I get off or whatever. Absolutely. I do think that the goal-oriented woman does bring that to the table for sure. Mm-hmm. However, so I, I have a few points to that. I'm going to glaze over them quick, <laughs> quickly. Like I said, it's a whole nother topic. But is that car wash man mentally ready to accept that six-figure woman? Because to get to that point where that woman is like, okay, we're going to open up your own car wash. You are business savvy. I believe in you. To get to that point, he done had to see her buy herself a Louis Vuitton bag. Mm-hmm. He's had to see her go on a girl's trip with homegirls. He's had to see her pull out her car at STK. Mm-hmm. How many men do that and not feel a certain way? Mm. Not that many. Yeah. Well, these days, <laughs> I mean, now with things changing, you know, men are like, hey, you take care of me. <laughs> you know, they react different, though. They don't react how they did back in the day. They be, they react in ways of it's not a, a open jealousy. It's a, oh, you wearing that? You dress too sexy. Or um, Turks and Caicos. Mm-hmm. Y'all just go in there because Drake, you got to hear the underhanded comments mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. It's a constant battle with this man who can't provide for you, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And you dated him because, what did you say? You said you want this or you want that. You dated him because you want that. You want the love and support. And you thought you was going to get it from that guy. And you got jealousy instead. And I feel like The conversation on social media, instead of saying black women need to settle, correct me if I'm wrong. That's why I'm talking to you about it. Why isn't the conversation black men need to do better? Because that was just what somebody wanted to talk about that day. (laughs) I I feel like. I feel like because. A lot of people are tired of hearing about black men and and with the state of where everything is moving, black men are just in every conversation. So, you know, it's like now let's switch it up and talk about the women, you know, which it it can't be uh, one sided. Yeah. Everybody, every side is doing it. It doesn't matter what side you on. Every side is doing it. Mm -hmm. As women, what we have to do is we have to know ourselves and we have to know what it is that we are looking for. Okay. And if we do find that man that we feel is in a position where I'm willing to offer you mm-hmm. and what you're offering me, I want it. Mm-hmm. That's her prerogative. What if this takes a while for this said woman? Because I, I see this a lot. <laughs> and I know women that, uh, personally, I know women that feel like they shouldn't have to wait sexually. They shouldn't have to wait I want exactly what men want. Why do I have to have all these high standards as a woman? I guess what I'm asking is, what is that advice for that woman out there? Because they're listening. Mm-hmm. That may have to wait 12, 18 months because they set their standards here. I want this and I want that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not dating the car wash man. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to date the multimillionaire um, NBA player that, you know, abuses me 
emotionally or whatever. Like I want something in between. That's what I want. And I'm going to go and I'm going to wait for it. Mm-hmm. So what's your advice for that woman that has to wait? So if if that is a choice that's being made, live in it. Live in it. Don't, if this is a, a conscious decision that you are making, live in it. Don't worry about what people are saying. Don't worry about anything that's going on around because if this is a choice you're making, stick to it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Simple as that. It's easier said than done, B. It is. It's easier said than done, but that's with anything. You okay. know, sometimes getting out of bed is easier said than done. And I'm going to be honest, <laughs> and that's probably why a lot of people do trip up over therapy, because they know that's what you're going to say. They know that's what you're going to say, mm-hmm. but to hear it is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hear someone that got all these plaques on the wall that I know is right <laughs> tell me exactly what's right, but I don't want to do what's right. I want to go get some dick tonight. Mm-hmm. And I want that car wash guy is calling me. He keep calling me mm-hmm. too. He is applying pressure mm-hmm. with his, you know, his low funds mm-hmm. and his jealousy that's going to pop up in six months. I know it is, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and text him back because ain't nobody else calling mm-hmm. me. And that's a the in between guy waiting on me to chase him. That's a conscious choice because, like, Mm. you just ran down, you ran it down. You know what you're getting into. Mm. You know what you're getting into when you go over here. You know what you're getting into when you go over there. So, if you consciously make this choice, live in it. Okay. You know. And disclaimer, I don't think all NBA or athletes do that. (laughs) I just use that as an example. Because it's no secret to us that when men are, you know, more financially free, their inhibitions go left. So Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, we we want somebody (laughs) in between. They got, you know, a few more inhibitions, but still got some money to take us to take Mm-hmm. So the last topic, this one is a little bit more personal because I keep hearing this online. Feelings are not facts. What are your thoughts on that? Because I'm kind of, I want to dead that phrase personally. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that statement. Okay. Uh, I don't like Why that not? phrase. I don't like those words. <sighs> it's. It's just to me, it's a it's a play on words to me a little bit because a manipulation. Yeah, okay. it, it's 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 a little bit of gaslighting, um, you know, Is in a sense. Um, when you when you when you really think about it, because if I come to you and I say um, you didn't answer your phone when I called, okay. Um, and that hurt my feelings. That bothered me. And I'm okay. upset. So I didn't cook dinner. Mm. And if my partner comes and says, your feelings are not facts. Mm. That that statement just cancels out. When a person hears that, it cancels out. What they're conveying, you know, to me, it cancels out closure (laughs) and you want me to shut the fuck up, essentially. That's how I heard it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if my feelings aren't facts, what are they? That's Mm -hmm. the next question. And the answer is probably going to be their feelings. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to say, oh, their feelings. Okay. Okay. But they're. They're coming from a place of, of fact to me. Okay. You know, it may not be a, if you Google, mm-hmm. it, is it a fact that if you don't answer your phone, your partner will be upset? I mean, it probably is some information on there about okay. that, but you have some people that don't get upset about that. Right. But you have some that do. That do. In this relationship, if it is an issue, then my feelings are very valid. 
you know, and, and it's law. If I call you, okay, answer the phone. And it deserves <laughs> to be addressed. Yes. And I feel like, once again, feelings are in this conversation. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I brought it up, this is how, this is a requirement of how I want to communicate and how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And that also tells me you're not going to meet that requirement. Not only are you not going to meet that requirement, you don't care to meet that requirement because that was intended to get me to stop talking about it and to go in the room and cry, go in the closet and cry or whatever. And I think this applies to all relationships, platonic, romantic. I think that we should be able to go to our female friends. Um, The example I gave you earlier I feel like you had an attitude in your text message and then friend says, well, your feelings aren't facts. I didn't have an attitude in that. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. You were dry. To me, you were dry. <clears throat> and I said that to begin a dialogue between the two of us. But now I have an attitude because you, you're saying what that you my feelings said. aren't facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes away yeah. from what you originally presented you know, as, as a concern. And that happens often. Communication is a big issue with people, mm-hmm. whether you in a relationship intimately or a friendship or a coworker or right. anybody you meet, you right. know, you communicate with them. It is a struggle for people to understand communication, Okay, you know, being able to express a feeling if I come to you with a feeling and your first response is your feeling is not a fact, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a red flag. Yeah. Ladies. I, oh God. That's yeah, a red I've flag. Times I've heard that personally. I've heard that in a um, podcast. I, I really do try to listen to podcasts to make mine. Like I said, I'm on social media and I'm on social media doing a lot of research. Friends send me things And one of my female friends actually sent me uh, a podcast clip. I really like the sound of it. So I I listened to it because I really like the sound and I want to improve my sound. And one thing the lady said that caught my attention, she said, your feelings are not facts, ladies. And I was like, I know she didn't just say that. I know a woman did not just say that. I was so thrown off because I really liked how the podcast sound. Now I mm-hmm. can't even like the podcast because this bitch just said, ladies, your feelings <laughs> are not facts. So the fact that a lady even said that, I said, oh, no, I got to talk to Demika about this on the podcast. Yeah. You know, like I said, I analyzed everything. So to me, that is completely Swatting away mm. when the problem comes. Dismissive, maybe? Yes. Okay. It is completely doing that. And so the correct thing to do, even if you feel like your feelings are not facts, listen. Listen to Explore what, what happened okay. that got this person here, mm-hmm. their perception. Of what was done and how they got there. And if their perception of it was not your intent, Mm -hmm. then you can convey that. But you can't change their perception. Right. But you can convey. That's not how I meant that. Right. Now, if this person still chooses to be mad, then now this is something that they have to deal with. Okay. But... I acknowledge mm-hmm. that you were hurt by um, that comment. I acknowledge it. Okay. And that is not, that was not my intent okay. to hurt you, but what I said still stands. So you said all that and it boils down to dialogue, communication. Yes. That's enough said right there. I want to dead that phrase though, because I don't like it. <laughs> yes. In a world where we need, we're first of all, we're in a world where we feel like we can't even talk to our friends without our friends gossiping. So that communication has already got a question mark. 
So I'm coming to you as a trusted person with my feelings and you're shutting that down too. So that's two communication avenues that I can't even take. Mm -hmm. And now you're pushed into a corner. Once again, thank you for the resources to help people out with finding people to talk to. But you're pushed into a corner where you don't have many people to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I want to go talk to somebody where my feelings are a fact. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on over to therapy. Well, thank you for this. You are welcome. This was very therapeutic. And I really hope that it reaches individuals out there. Like I said, it's women that listen to this a lot. And I hear the same complaints over and over again. Hopefully I get some feedback about that. Hopefully we get some questions for you. I will forward them to you. All right. And I will put all of your contact information in the description on the podcast app and on YouTube. All right. Thank you for doing this. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. See y'all next time.